Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Logan Poff, Bruin. He was there, part of the uh, MC, along with uh, the Mouth of the South. Brother, tell me how you feeling now, and what has your past 48 hours been like? I mean, I'm feeling great, man. You know, like, it's so funny doing that event. I've never really done anything like that before. You know, I called you earlier in the week, and you gave me some good yeah. advice. And very, very helpful. And, um you know, it was great. I think the thing about it, Doc, it was just great to see the fans out there and the fans excited again and the energy super high. And then, you know, when Josh Harris gets announced and comes out, and he's high-fiving everybody and doing autographs and talking about how, you know, he used to go to old RFK and, you know, Magic's out there and the whole new ownership team's out there. It was just was, it was just fantastic, man. It was just fantastic, the energy, the excitement around the team and to get to do that event and be with the fans and be kind of a part of, you know, like a little bit of history was, 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 was very, very special. So, you know, I was a little tired last night when I got home, but other than that, man, um, very, very happy for the organization, the team, the fans. And I think this, uh, hopefully this goes in a good direction. Well, talking about tired, you should have been at the bullpen with us on Thursday. Yeah. I mean, unbelievable. I mean, a place in wall to wall, just like that. I mean, it, and believe it or not, brother, that's how it used to be here. Oh, really? On a regular basis. And, man, you're going to be you, – you, the opener, I'm not even going to waste your time telling you what you're about to see because I want you to tell our listening audience why you're excited about these young puppies. Now, we're not perfect, but we got some holes to fill. Yep. But every team does. I, I am most excited – about watching this offensive line, these five guys, thinking of Mark Mosley's successful burger chain, five guys. But five guys have got to come together. And to me, if those guys come together, and that's not just five of them, I need nine if they keep nine, but we got to have five at a time. That's my inch. I'm not panicked. I'm concerned because I know it's not easy. To me, it might be the hardest thing other than playing quarterback is putting those five guys on the same page what's your take on what's the one area that you are most concerned about yeah I mean I think the the offensive line is definitely very high on my list I think when you look at the defense I think you're you're thinking man that group could be elite you know they added all that talent in the secondary that was a good secondary last year it's gotten even better the defensive line with the return of Chase Young is going to be better Big Phil's coming back Ridgeway's coming back Casey James FA those guys they've got great depth they've got great talent at the front which we know about um, the receivers are great the running backs are great I think the biggest question yeah is is the young quarterback in the offensive line and obviously those two positions are pretty closely tied because they both kind of can have a very positive or negative effect on each other so I look at the offensive line, I say to myself, you know, I, I feel pretty good about Nick Gates. He's played a lot of football. There's an injury history history there, but he's, he was healthy last year. 
And when you watch his film, Doc, he's a uh, – I think he's a Doc Walker type of guy, quite honestly. You know, he's tough. He's, he's aggressive. He's competitive. And him playing center, I think, bodes well, especially for the couple of young guys that are probably going to be starting on this in this group, right? You got Sadiq probably starting at left, or at least looking like he's going to start at left. You got Cosby starting at right guard. And I don't think they could have a better role model than Nick Gates in the middle, a guy who kind of embodies what it means to play a physical, competitive, tough brand of football. And I want, you know, if you're not going to be maybe the most talented group in the NFL, you're not going to be the Philadelphia Eagles. Like, I want guys who are physical, competitive, tough, and smart. And I think this group can be that. Um, it's just like you said, Doc, it's hard to understand and kind of see how that group's going to come together because they haven't played together. They got four new guys coming into the fold there. And um, I think there's some, some very talented pieces there, but it's all about how they come together and how Eric Bienemy can elevate that group, quite frankly. Well, you just described my definition of a canine. Yeah. And and that's perfect, man. I hope well, I hope our team is littered with them. Um, what is your... What did you get most out of listening to our new ownership group? I tell you, I was so thrilled and so relieved. But I want to know what what did you pull most out of it? I mean, you're in the younger syndrome, syndrome rather. I'm on the more mature side, <laughs> and I'm gonna. So we, ours may not be the same, but I, I wanted to get yours first. Well, I think you know. It, Right now, it's it's just words, you know what I mean? It's just them saying things. But I think in terms of, like, passing tests and passing hurdles, they said the right stuff. They said they want to be part of the community. They want to elevate the community. They want to bring the fans back. They want to support the fan base the way the fan base supported this team back in its heyday. And I think that's all good stuff for me, right? They want to, they want to do everything it takes to win. And I think with Josh Harris specifically and, you know, Magic Johnson and a lot of the other guys on the ownership team, they've owned – other teams that have been successful they know and understand what it takes to be an owner and i think um you're not getting kind of the learning on the job that dan had to do and dan you know made a numerous bad decisions but these guys have experience they have a track record they understand what it means to to be in a position of ownership uh with a professional sports franchise and the way they spoke at the press conference the way they spoke to the fan base i think reflects a lot of that so um, that's what I'm excited for, quite honestly, is the fact that you've got people in there who know what it takes, know how to identify good people, have shown an ability to do that. Um, because I think that's, to me, that it's, it's not going to happen overnight, Doc, and you know that, you and I know that, but um, that to me is something that I took away, and I was like, man, this is, this is going to be the right thing for Washington, I think. The sense of community, all of them said it. Yeah. And being a native helps. But we've heard that from natives before. I believe these guys, because all of them are doing it as we speak. And when he bought that round of brewskis, I'm going to tell you what, that's the shot that's going to travel all through Burgundy and Gold Nation. I agree, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it's yeah. not like it, it, it you know, it, that was, caught me completely off guard, didn't even think about it. And I said yeah. that was great. If you have any concerns defensively, what are they? Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's the million-dollar question is uh, right now on paper and having watched them in spring, doesn't seem like there's a lot of concerns with that group. I think linebacker, you know, I think you're asking, um, you know, Jamin to continue to develop. I think you look at his last four games and he's playing like a pretty good football player there. Cody Barton playing 
uh, improved over the course of last season. So two football players who are ascending, Khalid Hudson, very strong game last year, uh, very strong OTA minicamp period. So you get a, a lot of guys who seem to be trending in the right direction, but you just haven't seen it, right? Uh, another big question for me is Chase Young's health, you know, where he's at, how he's been training. Is he ready to get back to kind of the last seven games of his rookie season? And then, you know, the you know the most impressive group of me for, for, for me from OTAs was the, the DBs, right? Uh, corner safeties and all of their many iterations, nickel, buffalo, nickel, all that kind of stuff. But I want to see them do it when the pads are on, you know, when they got to fit runs and they got to make tackles. And uh, just like an offensive line, um, that group is, is defined by chemistry. And so I want to make sure that that group's coming together at a really high level and doing what needs to be done. So that's something that um, I guess those are kind of my questions. Obviously, the linebacker one's probably the most glaring. But, you know, there's questions at every level of the defense, and that's why I'm excited for training camp coming up uh, next week. What will your role be in training camp, and what can you share with our our listeners? I mean, I'm so focused on that scrimmage against the Ravens, I can't sleep at night. What are you yeah. most looking forward to seeing? I mean, Doc, I hate to, you know, steal your thunder, but it's it's the scrimmage versus Baltimore. You know, it, it, there's there's markers, right? You know, obviously, there's the first day. You know, how's that look? How's the team looking together? Everyone healthy, everyone moving around, everyone jiving. First day of pads is a big day for me. That first week of pads, Doc, you remember how your body felt during that oh, period. Oh, God. How, how the fatigue comes in, how it's mentally challenging to kind of be dialed in. How bad do you want it? That's a big character moment for the team. How does that look? And then that scrimmage, man. That scrimmage is circled multiple times on my calendar because, like, that is going to be a huge indication for the offensive line for Sam Howell, for the defensive backs, for those linebackers, like it's the, it's the barometer. It is going to be more indicative of anything they do in the preseason. Um, and so I just can't wait to watch that because I think it's going to show you exactly where they're at. And then, yeah, I think then the other interesting point is right after that scrimmage, does Ron, the enemy and Jack, do they make any changes based on the scrimmage? Do they kind of change their focus schematically? Do they change their focus with regards to personnel? So those are kind of the big markers for me. First day of pads, first week of pads, scrimmage, and then immediately after, like, what are the changes that they feel they need to make off of that scrimmage? Because the scrimmage doesn't mean anything if you don't use it to kind of inform your roster-making decisions. And that's something that I want to see and that I'm hoping that this staff does, you know, because everyone says, oh, this team's notoriously been a slow starter. Ron's always been a slow starter. I think one of the reasons is because they've, they haven't completed their evaluation of the personnel, and that's why you're doing the joint practice right now help you flesh out that evaluation so can you make those changes ahead of time so instead of starting you know week four on a good note you can start week one or week two and so um that's those are kind of the big markers for me in terms of off-season training camp that i'm kind of keeping an eye on logan paul's breaking it down for us right here on this weekend version of overtime on 106.7 the fan and team 980 there is um, always training camp. We define because we went to camp, and I think it's a little bit different when you when you're home. Listen to fans talk about what they wanted to see, and I started thinking that what is your favorite drill at training camp? To watch or to to, to participate to watch. in? Oh no, we don't want to do anything physical again, but. <laughs> um okay so uh for me i think it depends on the team it depends on the camp so um i'm always about the team periods i want to see team football with all 11 guys in the field i want to see 
how Sam Howell handles the rush, how Sam Howell reads the protect, reads the coverages and handles pressures and gets the protections called. And that's when you see that in team periods. I think a lot of people get juiced from one-on-ones. And I, and I understand why, because it's flashy and it's exciting, but it's not real football. You know, I want to see real football Agreed. because that's how, I, that's, that's how I do my evaluations, right? I want to see how Chase is rushing, not in isolation, but rather how does he rush with uh, pain? How does he work the stunt? How does he read the screen? How does he read the quick game? Can he get his hands up when he needs to? Those are the types of things that are important to me in my evaluation because it most closely resembles football. So to me, it's the 11-on-11, team pass, team run. I'm I'm really, really excited for the team run period, um, which they didn't do any team run stuff over the offseason this year. So where's that running game at? What are they going to install? Like, can that, can that, what, what is this O line good at in terms of running the football? I don't think it's going to be a huge priority for this team, but I want to know what they're good at. And I want to see that in team run. I want to see the team pass specifically for Sam Howell. I want to see it for the back end of the defense. That's where, that's where you learn, that's where you get all your data points. So to me, team pass, team run, uh, team situational stuff is also huge. Team red zone, team third down, two minute, those are also huge evaluation points for me. So anything team related, I want to see. How about you, Doc? Any thoughts on that? Well, I'm I'm with you. I, I want I want to see pass rush drill. Yeah, uh, you're right. Not as realistic as you like, but it 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 that's excitement. And the rest of it is eleven on eleven. Yeah, it really is. Now, even though you got the red shirt on, I want to see guys. It's different when the quarterback they know he they can't hit him. Yeah, I've always said, and that's probably why I'm not coaching. Because I would go to my defense and I would tell them, if you hit him, you're cut. And then I would go to the offense and say, take that damn shirt off. Let's go live. Yeah. And then just to see if it – because, you know, adrenaline plays such a big part. We never talk about the boost of adrenaline. It changes everything. Well, how do you practice for it if you never get to that point? That's a great point. Uh, it's actually not a bad idea, Doc. You know, I mean, like, just, and I know that sounds crazy, but, like, you know, as long as the defense knows you're not going to, like, kill the quarterback. Oh, no, I would have to Panama. It would be a, I have to earn my, my SAG card because I'd have to go over there because you really got to convince them that they're going to be cut if they hit him. Yeah, right. Because if they hit him and you started this, you're, you're fired. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you got to be real smart with it. But I just, I want to create the atmosphere like Joe, you know, those those scripts, man, they were forever. 40 play scripts. I don't like coaches on the field. Yeah. I, I think, think coaches ought to be on the sidelines. Yeah. I want guys to feel independent so I can see what they do. And that's uh and that's important. But you know, either way, it's gonna be fun. We're getting close to it. I um I appreciate, man, you sharing with us and you and Hoffman take command the podcast all the things you're doing proud of you just keep doing it and keep rocking it and we'll find out you know down the road what we're going to be called what we're going to wear I don't know about you but I miss the old traditional uniform and yeah. I would love to see it back that would be pretty cool I think yeah you know yeah. we'll see they got a lot they got a lot of stuff to do though those new guys so we'll see what happens yeah they do they do well Logan get back to the to your jacuzzi and, uh, and and tap a glass. I appreciate you, man. Number love for you. And, uh, you know, fight, fight, fight. 
Yeah, that's right. And uh, thank you, Doc. Appreciate it. Appreciate all your uh, support and mentorship, man. And good luck with the rest of the show. All right. Good deal for life. That is it, man. My Bruin, he is. I'm so proud of him. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.